we put together a, a Slack group that talks about the submissions that come in and through the platform that I built using a service called Bubble, it makes it really easy to have webhooks and integration. So every time something comes in for the, valid, the team of validators to kind of just look at, a message gets sent to the Slack group. And you know we can talk about it there. A lot of times it's a pretty easy yes or no, um, whether it's a space company or not, but sometimes we have really good discussions around a company that's sort of treading the line between using, for example, satellite imagery but then a large portion of their business is also using drone imagery like how how do we classify that or do we add that to the database welcome back to the cold star project i'm your host jason canigan the founder of this thing cold star technologies a data science and process improvement firm and uh, i'm real glad to be here with john tucker today he is the founder of something called new space hub and he's been a great supporter of ours especially when we put on the make space boring virtual conferences uh, when all the awfulness began <laughs> <laughs> we're a wide plague and uh, people were looking for an excuse to get online and meet other people and learn things. So yeah. thanks for being here, John. Absolutely. Thank, thank you for having me. Um, right. And, and uh, I really, I really appreciate what you're doing. Doing well. Um, recently returned from Florida for the GPS 3.3 mission and uh, that, that went off successfully. Right, right, yes. And we haven't covered that yet, but you are a senior mission integrator engineer at SpaceX. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. you have this side gig, which is <laughs> it's a lot more than a side gig. It's, it's a real thing that you put a lot of energy into developing. And I remember uh, the first time I heard about New Space Hub, a bunch of people messaged me on LinkedIn saying, hey, you're, you're, you're listed in New Space Hub. Oh, boy, oh, boy. And I'm like, what the heck is that? <laughs> you know, so I, I went and um, claimed the, the listing and right. did a little adjusting and had a back and forth with you and email. And that was, that was pretty neat, you know. And it, one of the fun things, which we'll cover, is... Uh, there's been an evolution in the UI of uh, New Space Hub, the look and feel, what, what you know, and, and and an evolution in what be, you yeah. do, right, with it. So um, let's assume the audience knows nothing about New Space Hub or you. Um, so let's begin with this question. How did you get into the space industry? And I am curious about what you do at SpaceX. Obviously, you can't discuss uh, details, but just in general, yeah. What your role's in, like? In general, you know, you can find this on my LinkedIn page. Uh, I'm a senior mission integration engineer uh, with the mission management department uh, at SpaceX, and, and my focus is on uh, national security space missions um, for Air Force and now Space Force. Um, uh, most recently, uh, the, the GPS missions. Um, my background prior to SpaceX, I was in the Air Force doing. Um, uh, mission integration and mission assurance uh, with Air Force Space Command and um, in uh, El Segundo at the um, Los Angeles Air Force Base. That was my introduction to the space industry, was getting assigned to, to be in El Segundo at Los Angeles Air Force Base, uh, working with uh, Atlas and Delta launches. Um, and uh, SpaceX came along and, and requested to, to get certified to, to do national uh, security space missions. Uh, and so when I was in the Air Force, that was my first introduction to SpaceX as a company, and, and, and I thought it was fantastic. Uh, and by the time uh, my service commitment was up as an officer in the Air Force, um, SpaceX had, uh, had an opening for me, and so, so I jumped over. If you, you ever work in the space industry, you know, in the last 10 years in the United States here, um, 
the the conversation was really about American space companies and what was going on in the space industry in the United States. It, totally understandable. Um, but on the internet, I was seeing these startups and, and products and services for the space industry from around the world that not many people were talking about or highlighting. Um, uh, people were calling it like the new space industry, but we're really only talking about SpaceX and Blue Origin and Rocket Lab at the time. But there were all these really cool companies doing um, very interesting things up and down uh, the the, uh, the value chain for, for space technology, um, you know, from Europe to Africa to India, Japan and Australia. So I started keeping a personal list of these companies. And a couple of people said that, the, you know, the list was helpful and you should put it online. Um, and that's kind of how New Space Hub was, was, uh, was born, is just a shared Google spreadsheet of space companies, products and services from around the world that, that people can take a look at. Uh, to, to find out what's out there. Um, and over the years, it's, it's sort of evolved. Um, now, my, my vision for it is sort of like a crunch base, but for the space industry. You know, a place for people to come and discover uh, new and lesser known space companies, products and services from around the world. Um, really meant for uh, business professionals, for market research, entrepreneurs, use it for inspiration. Uh, analysts to sort of see what industry segments are growing um, or, or in, in some cases uh, possibly shrinking due to, to closures or, or um, uh, bankruptcies. Um, but it's, it's really become this, uh, this place where people can try and find as much as they can about the growing new space industry globally. Um, so the, the two big things that New Space Sub provides is a list of these space companies, products and services, and an overlay of the space financial information for the past couple of decades, how that is, uh, is influencing the industry. Okay. Now, we, we just touched on that. Uh, you know, who is it for? And what questions uh, does it answer for them? I think we can go into a little bit more detail sure. uh, on those. So... You have the free version, and then there's a, a subscription version that provides something else. Tell us about who, who would benefit from that and, uh, yeah. and what answers they'll get. Um, the, the free version is, is available to anybody. Anybody can go and, and look at the database and see what's in there. Uh, the paid version uh, that, we're, that we call New Space Pro um, is a, a just downloadable. So, so you save uh, searches, export your searches to a CSV for, for offline uh, viewing, uh, your, your own data analysis uh, off, off of the platform. Um, uh, that's, that's really the, the biggest benefit of New Space Pro is being able to take the data that you see on New Space Hub and, and do other things with it, like whatever you want to do off on the side. Um, uh, we also, with the, the, the growing um, subscriber base to, to New Space Hub, you know, both, both in terms of free user accounts and paid user accounts. Um, we, we have a, a growing um, advertisement uh, opportunity for, for people to, uh, to get the word out about their company, their event, that is space focused and space related to a really targeted audience uh, um, uh, that might not have gotten word of, of, uh, of their, their event or, or service uh, otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you're able to provide banner ads and, and uh, email notifications and that kind of thing, which is 
really helpful when we were running those events. So let's step back for a moment. And you've talked a little bit about the structure of the spreadsheets and that kind of thing and kind of creating a list and whatnot. Um, what signals were there that told you that there was room in the marketplace for a new space hub? Or were uh, there that, any that, at all? <laughs> that, that's a really good question. I, I guess that the signal was a couple colleagues thought that this, the database was useful when, when it was, you know, uh, a Google spreadsheet with like a hundred entries mm-hmm. um, and putting that online for free for people to, to use the feedback that, that I got was, was the um, uh, really the, the signal that, that this was something people were looking for. It could be useful for, for the industry. Um, and I hadn't really even done any market research uh, about what was out there, but immediately People were, were telling me this is this is great. It's the largest database I've ever found. There are a bunch of smaller databases that are region specific or um, niche or, or segment specific for for different segments of the industry, uh, but nothing that had tried to collect collect it all for 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 the world. Um, and uh, pe- people really seem to find that useful. Um, even even students have have reached out and messaged me saying thank you that you know they they've used New Space Hub uh, filtering down to their geographic area for space companies and then use that sort of as a hit list of places to apply for internships. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that was really my my signal that uh, um, something that I would find useful to keep myself appraised in the industry worldwide is also useful for others. Right. Right. Uh, I, I've enjoyed watching this grow and, and seeing how people are using it in that. Uh, a number of years ago, uh, there was a, an example, which I like to tell everybody will listen about, called General Fanager. Uh, and this was an, a guy in Toronto, uh, ended up unemployed. He was in his late 20s, I think. And uh, out of his bedroom, he started making a database of all the NHL players and trades. And uh, if you don't know about sports, you, you can get so many players, but you've got a thing called a salary cap. So mm-hmm. even if the company or the organization could raise more money, you're only allowed by the collective agreement to spend so much money on players. And this is where choices need to be made, right? Where you could like a guy yeah. as yeah. a player, but you can't keep him because you, he goes above the salary cap, right? So the thing about this was this data um, had never been collected before. And so it was just floating around out there and he would see a tweet about a trade and he would put that in. And what happened was the general, the actual general managers of the league started using this site because the data was there. Right. And so it grew and grew and grew and, and, and became an actual tool that professionals used. And and eventually he got a job offer from the Vegas team uh, who bought it and and the intellectual property had shut it down, unfortunately. But it proved the point, right? That if you create something that captures the flow of data, professionals will begin to use it and suddenly you're playing in the majors, right? Which is really, really cool. And so I see what you're doing as a a similar sort of thing um, to that, where you're capturing the flow of data and organizing it in a way that professionals can use. So really, really neat stuff. uh, And on the new space hub side, the capturing of the data, you know, I, I, just like what you described, if I see things come across my feed, you know, I add them to the database, but this is also um, heavily built up, up, upon crowdsourced information. Mm-hmm. So anybody can uh, add it to the database. Um, 
we, we have a vetting process that I've built up over the last few years with a, um, a couple dozen individuals from around the world that, that uh, are involved in the space industry that help vet the submissions that come through New Space Hub to make sure that um, it can truly be considered um, a space company um, or space product. Um, there, the, the dividing line between what is a space company versus what's an aerospace company, um, like it, it, it gets into a gray area, but we've sort of developed um, a set of guidelines that we currently use to, to vet and validate submissions to the database. Hmm. I think that's a very interesting outgrowth, which we should explore a little more of like creating this thing and it's like a garden and now you've got to tend it. Yeah. Uh, and guys, John has a full-time job with a major company. So <laughs> it's like, I, I, I guess this, this begins to answer the question of how you found the time for and to commit to New Space Hub. Uh, and the answer was getting help. But how do you stay in that leadership role and, okay, I'm going to help steer the ship. And then there are other mm -hmm. folks who I'm delegating the responsibility, uh, kind of like, uh, admins on a forum or in a Facebook group a or something bit, yeah. like that, right? To keep tending the garden. How, how did that work out for you? Well, um, through trial and error for, for a little bit, um, when I quickly recognized uh, in the Google Sheet days that it was more than I could handle uh, trying to go through the, the submissions, um, I reached out to a lot of the, the people that had been interfacing with me on the spreadsheet side, um, we put together a, a Slack group that, uh, that talks about the submissions that come in. Um, and through the platform that I built um, using a service called Bubble, uh, it makes it really easy to have webhooks and integration. So every time something comes in for the, valid, the team of validators to kind of just look at, um, a message gets sent to the Slack group. Um, and you know we can talk about it there. Um, a lot of times it's a pretty easy yes or no, um, whether it's a space company or not, but sometimes we have really good discussions around a company that's sort of treading the line between using, uh, for example, satellite imagery, but then a large portion of their business is also using drone imagery. Like how, how do we classify that or do we add that to the database? Um, uh, we, we, we have a lot of good discussions there, but it's, it's, it's a lot of volunteers that, that um, you know, uh, take, you know, some, some time whenever they can spare it. You know, if they, if they look at their phone and see a, a message come in on, on the Slack channel for a new submission or a request to edit a submission with, with new data. Um, yeah, it's, and that's, that's what I tell them up front. You know, this, this isn't something that you should spend a lot of time with. It's, it's only if you have uh, a few moments to spare, um, your, your input um, is greatly appreciated. Um, mm -hmm. That seems to work out pretty well. It doesn't take, you know, all 53 of them to, to say yes to, to a listing. Uh, it only takes three. Hmm. Um, but it, uh, um, it certainly helped distribute the workload on, on my end um, and through building the platform to be as automated as possible has also just uh, made, uh, uh, made the, the work that, that I have to put into this uh, pretty minimal um, every you know, few hours over the course of a week. Hmm. Well, that's great. And, and so you've developed internal processes, you've used existing technology uh, that didn't need to cost a lot of money to get started. 
50 odd people involved. That's really great. Um, so you've developed some institutional knowledge here. Um, how does that get transferred to new folks who come along? Like I'll see a Rabbi Bundy, you know, 15 in a day yeah is is one of the the most frequent uh, additions to or, or uh, uh, posters to, right. to space Hub. honestly right now that's something that we're we're talking a lot about amongst mm. the the 53 of us like mm. how do we take what the database has and try and give it to somebody who doesn't know what new space hub is at mm. all like as soon as possible so they immediately see the value that they're getting um, and what we've done on the home page even before you sign up for an account you start to see some of the data that new space hub has uh, in aggregate form you know in the last 30 days we've had x number of uh, new additions to the database in the last 60 days there's been x dollars invested in space companies um, we also have a, a calendar of space events that, that are going on around the world. So try, try to provide um, a distillation of the value up front to, to users as they come in so they can uh, start to see what they could potentially use this for. Um, that's, that's certainly helped. Um, the other thing that we've received some feedback on is, yes, we, we may provide that information up front, but then a, a user still kind of has a, a hard time just understanding what they could look for. They go to the search page and it's just a list of thousands of things. Like how, how do they filter that down? So we're going through a couple iterations of the, the, um, the search function of the database to try and make that a little bit easier, uh, providing um, uh, users with frequent searches by other people to, to kind of get their brain going and, and uh, and that's that's how currently we're we're uh, experimenting with ways to show the value of new space up to, to individuals. That that is interesting. In my um, process improvement rule, put that hat on. I've seen this similar thing happen between, say, in a big manufacturing company. You've got the mm -hmm. accounting department who has all the data, and the manufacturing uh, production heads who want reports that are useful to them, but they don't yeah. often know what they want. And the accounting guys would right. be like, just look, if you, if you ask me for this specific report, we'll go pull it. But, you know, if, if you go with the default reports that accounting will give you, they may not be that useful. So, yeah, there needs to be this talking and, uh, and, mm -hmm. and okay, what do you guys actually want and how will you use this to start um, organizing and pulling some reports that have value? Uh, and it's the same data. The data is all out there. It's just, right. what do I ask for? Right. How, how do you cut it up? How mm -hmm. do you parse it? How do you look at it? How, how do you package it up? Um, uh, one of the things that New Space Hub has um, as a feature for uh, for paid subscribers, not only can paid subscribers download segments of the database, but we have some tools on the platform to do data analysis um, that, that show, you know, uh, industry segments over time, uh, broken out by geographic location, broken out by uh, the type of financing rounds, how much money is in each financing round per geographic region. Um, but exactly to your point, we have those tools there, um, but we're, we're getting more and more feedback from people. You know, this, this plot that, that I can filter down is great. This one isn't as useful. And so we're, we're trying to evolve that side of, of New Space Hub as well. 
Hey, this is Jason Canigan from Cold Star Tech. Thanks for listening in. I'm going to quickly interrupt the interview to talk about a new course I am offering for space startup founders. If you're a space startup founder and eventually you're looking at getting invested in, getting some of that good old venture capital pouring into the system, uh, then you're going to need this because I have done tons of one-on-one calls with space founders and discovered several consistent things that are just plain missing from their businesses. And uh, these things are so important that every time a VC looks at your pitch, they're going to say, nope, no thanks, bye-bye. And so if you want to avoid that problem from happening and actually get to the promised land of being funded, then sign up. All you have to do is go to this address and drop in your email and sign up for it. It's coldstartech.com SBM. That is for info about the course, and the first part of it uh, will be given to you as it comes out. So go check that out. Do it now before you forget <laughs> if you're a space founder. And now let's get back to the interview. John, how do you make sure that the 54th uh, admin or helper to get involved makes decisions the same way as the first 50? Well, you know, uh, the first 50 were pretty, pretty quick additions. Um, but since then it's, it's been, been a slow uptick. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I usually have a couple conversations with an individual. I, I see them post a lot on, uh, other space forums that I'm a member of, invite them over to new space hub to see, see what they think, get their feedback. Um, then I have some conversations over the phone. Um, and if I, th- if I think that they would be uh, a good fit to, um, to, well, I guess I should back up and say, I don't immediately ask, hey, can you help vet all these companies? Um, I try and sell it from the perspective of you get to have first look at some of these companies, products and services that you might not have known about. Um, and in turn, you can help us vet these submissions to the database. Um, is that something you think would be valuable? Um, and is something you, you think, you know, uh, you know, a minute or two, uh, every couple of weeks, uh, with, with the number of people we have, it can be spread out pretty, pretty, pretty well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not, uh, it's, it's not an immediate, you know, Hey, come in, help us look at all this and comb through, through the data. Um, it takes some time. Okay. Yeah. And I like that it's qualifying and you realize that, yeah, there's a sale to be made here. Yeah, uh, which is something near and dear to my heart. I'm always telling people, look, look at it from the other guy's point of view. And you have to you have to make a sale there if you want to get them involved. So let's talk about the iterations of New Space Hub. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel as an outsider looking in, it's on the third iteration. You might feel it's on the fifth or the tenth or something like that. If I generally categorize it, I think of like yeah. the Google Sheets version the initial database version, and then it's it's something a little different than that now. I'm curious about the transition from mm-hmm. the free Google Sheet uh, version into the database form with the front end that we see. Um, what did that, that shift look like? Um, how did you know, okay, gulp, I've got to <laughs> invest the resources <laughs> and take the plunge and, and make that jump? Um, it the jump was from sheets to a web platform. Um, the jump was when I started receiving more and more requests to export the Google Sheets database. Um, it was, it was locked. Uh, so folks can look, but, uh, you know, they had to ask if they could get certain segments or certain filters. 
um, the, the filtering of the Google Sheet wasn't as comprehensive as, as I started to envision this platform becoming. It, it became pretty clear that if I wanted to allow people ease of exporting the database, um, uh, enable people from around the world to continue to search and look through the database, um, I needed to get off Google Sheets. There were, you know how Google Sheets has those little icons for people that, that are looking at your mm -hmm. sheet at the same time. Um, it, it was, I don't, it <laughs> seemed like it was maxed out almost all the time and it was running really, really slow. Uh, and th those were all very large motivators to, uh, to shift over to a web platform. Um, and the, the first, iteration of the Newspace Hub web platform. Um, I called it a beta um, and it was by invitation only. Uh, and those that had signed up for the Newspace Hub newsletter uh, received invitations to, to sign up and, and uh, help provide feedback to this platform. Early on, there was a lot of feedback on uh, the, the look and feel of the platform. People really liked the spreadsheet and I can, mm -hmm. I can understand you know, the spreadsheet is easy to traverse and look at, um, but it became really cumbersome and uh, in my opinion and in a lot of other uh, people's opinions through, through feedback, it's hard to, to just look at just a wall of text. Um, and I knew in the transition, I can build things like um, geographic search and plot this over a map, um, bring in uh, icons to, to better distinguish each of these, uh, each of these companies. Um, and I, I uh, looked at it from the monetization perspective. You know, I still really enjoyed doing this, but I knew this would start taking up a little bit more and more of my time. Um, and people were, had told me that they were willing to pay for the data. So this was sort of an experiment to, uh, to try out um, a, a paid platform. Um, and after almost, I actually think it was over a year on the beta side, um, just early this year, yeah, January of 2020, I, I opened it up to, uh, to everybody um, and started offering uh, paid services and advertising services through, through Newspace Hub. So I, I, I think iteration three is, mm. is, uh, is a good count from, from, from uh, your perspective. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, I, I enjoyed hearing that story. Anytime um, you make a major change like that, there's going to be backlash, right? Um, yeah. in, the, in the sales process, um, field that, that I'm really familiar with. If you change the commission structure of, uh, of salespeople, even if it's to their advantage, like they're going to make more money, um, some of your top salespeople will get furious and quit. They just don't like things being messed with. Um, and I, I'll say, I'll say um, from, from myself on apps that I've used when they've done a major upgrade, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, uh, when Facebook does its thing, right, you know, right. and they, they have a new UI, it's like, Oh, now I got to find out where all this stuff is. And it's irritating no matter what you do. Right. Where so you kind of have to make those yeah. choices and, and go with what you think is best and then see what happens. Uh, I heard you use the word envision, uh, not too long ago. How has your vision of new space hub changed since the beginning? Well, the, um, I, I really think that 
this has been evolving. I, I never expected New Space Hub to, to get this large. It, it's, it's very exciting and thrilling for me. Um, but at the same time, I, for, for, for a long time, just really didn't know where this was going. Like, who was my audience? I knew I was finding it useful. I knew other people were finding it useful. Um, but one, once I really started digging into who were signing up, uh, signing up for accounts in the Space Hub, how long were they spending there? What sort of things were they looking at? Um, what information uh, were they looking for that either New Space Hub provided or didn't provide uh, at the time? Um, I, it started sort of coalescing that, uh, and, and I think I described it early on in this recording, that I want this to be a Crunchbase-like platform, but for the space industry. Um, you see the, the benefit of Crunchbase for, uh, for tracking companies and, and funding rounds and, and a load of other data, um, rather than trying to wrap uh, my arms around everything that Crunchbase does, um, because the audience is space entrepreneurs, uh, space investors, industry analysts, uh, space business professionals, um, I, I wanted to, or still do, want to make it as focused as I can on the listing and funding information. Um, and, and that's currently where, where the vision is. Uh, thanks to a lot of um, uh, folks like yourself that have provided wonderful feedback uh, and surveys that, that I've done with the, the, the current signups. So that helps you pick and choose what features to develop yeah. next and, and what people are looking for, what people will pay for. Um, one thing that I have noticed in my uh, investigation of the investing side of the space industry is a lot of the deals are private. And yeah. that means the data is hidden. Um, is there anything you can do or are doing to help uh, uncover some of that stuff and capture it? Or is it just, well, uh, you know, we kind of shining a searchlight out into the night and we see this bit of the sky and the rest of it is just invisible to us? Uh, it, it, it's honestly a lot of shining that searchlight. Um, but one of the things that we do with New Space Hub, whenever a new funding round does get added, we, we broadcast that out to all of the, the new space of social channels, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, mm -hmm. um, uh, Instagram, uh, in some cases, and uh, let the people know that who, who, who are looking at new space sub or who follow like the hashtag space or, or hashtag investing, let them know that there is a resource of space investment information here on new space sub. Um, so we, we've received, uh, people coming to New Space Hub because they notice through those social outlets that we have financial information. And in turn, uh, some people have started to add financial information into New Space Hub. Um, uh, a lot of the information comes from Crunchbase, who gets it from, from various sources. Uh, and uh, through like the, the 53 people on the Slack group that we put together, uh, talk about space investments that have occurred in other countries. Uh, like India or Australia, sometimes those aren't as advertised, um, but we're getting that, that information into the databases as much as we can. Um, the, uh, the, the other side of it is a lot of the private rounds that space companies have done, we might not be able to capture the dollar amount, but we'll capture that a round has occurred. Hmm. 
and for, for this company on this date. And perhaps in the future, we could fill in some more you know, of the information, but, but at least we're capturing it around as it occurred. Okay. Uh, how, is there a method to assessing tools or directions, features that the, the users say they want? I, I've worked a lot in the software as a service field in the past 15 years or mm-hmm. so on that. And uh, you'll always get outliers who are jumping up and down saying, we want this, but, but uh, well, that's one of y'all. And I'm not going to go and develop a, a particular feature just because, unfortunately, just, you know, I can't develop everything uh, one person wants. Is there a percentage or a response rate or something like that that tells you, okay, this is a, a good thing, or is it just kind of a gut feel? Um, it's, it's a little bit of both. Um, I'm still building the platform uh, like 50% for the things that I know I want to make it easier for me to do things on the platform. So, so it's a lot of what, what I'm looking for. Um, but then we also have a feedback tool on the website that, uh, that gets used, you know, a couple times a week that, that we're, uh, we're factoring into, to our development cycle. Um, and a, a, a form that users get presented with when, when they sign up, you know, uh, what type of space individual are they? Are they, you know, just enthusiast? Are they investor? Um, what do they want to get out of your space hub? And that question um, is is driving like the other half of the development roadmap. Okay, development cycle. Ooh, <laughs> is, is that a, a, a kind of a fixed, uh, you know, agile kind of thing, or is that? Oh, it's very thing? agile. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there a time period attached to that, or is it just sort of I, as we can? Um, the the development is still um, 100% on my shoulders, okay. so it's when I have time to to uh, you know make a little tweak here, mm-hmm. or test something out there. Um, uh, but the, the 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 group that that I put together through through Slack and who who's been instrumental in in the success of New Space Hub. Uh, continues to provide you know a lot of feedback for for the the testing side of things. Um, I try and uh, put uh, dates and a timeline to to certain. Uh, I, I don't really call them sprints or, or development cycles, but more of a um, how, how do I describe it? It's this is the thing that I'm focusing on right now, and here are the list of things that I want to go into this uh, this new push before before I roll it out live. Um, you know, it's it, in a sense it's it's a sprint, but sometimes they're not very short. Sometimes <laughs> they, they take they take a little bit longer. Right. Um, but uh, the the service as it stands still continues to be very helpful for people. I still use it almost every day. Um, myself for, you know, just looking up certain information. So I, in, in some cases, there isn't as uh, strong of a push for, for me to get that out there for, for better or for worse. Um, uh, but especially if, if, you know, there happens to be a bug or, or something breaks, you know, I, I try and get on it as fast as possible. All right. Well, let's finish up with this, uh, like like a, a Rabbi Vundi case where you are uh, on the board of advisors for Space Impulse, which is his uh, startup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've interviewed him. That that will come out around the same time uh, as this cool. interview, I think. No, Rabbi's um, a great guy. 
it's how did that come about? And um, it's pretty neat to see, right? You, you've come on the scene, you've created value, and and somebody else says, "Hey, uh, you know, will you come in and uh, work with us to give us some advice on, on what to do going forward?" How did that come about, and what does that look like? Well, um, Ravi early on was a contributor to the Google spreadsheet uh, new space hub um, at the time when it was called New Space Ventures, hmm. and. Uh, he and I have, have had a lot of conversations and, and we recognized that um, we really had a desire to sort of catalog the space industry um, from, from, from my side and what New Space Hub has grown into just cataloging the space industry in, in general in the world. Robbie's focus is through Space Impulse and trying to categorize services to um, make the space supply chain more efficient. Um, and through what uh, my, my experience uh, in the space industry professionally and through what I saw at the New Space Hub and through um, uh, what I uh, had been discussing with Rob and what he was doing, um, I saw a lot of uh, sort of uh, cross-pollination and um, similar similarities to what he was trying to do with uh, like the space supply chain side and what the database the new space hub um, had had been built up, uh, and so we have uh, created a a sort of a partnership and agreement between new space hub and space impulse uh, to uh, add companies that get. Uh, put into to new space hub he can pull those into his space impulse fire database um, and vice versa if, if a space company goes to, to space impulse they can they can uh, then be added to, to the new space hub database um, and kind of just from a, a bigger picture perspective one of the things that, that robbie and i um, really agreed upon is uh, for the space industry in general to continue uh, growing on the trajectory that, that we currently see and hopefully continue on that trajectory, um, a, a more modern supply chain um, methodology needed to, or needs to be implemented where um, traditional aerospace companies, they try and source as much as they can really in, in their country or locally or geographically, but the space industry is going to take everybody in the world and uh, trying to connect those supply chains to, to uh, help space companies and even space startups understand where they can source product that they might not have considered, um, we, we both think is, is uh, uh, something that will be very, very necessary. Well, good. I'm glad to hear all that. I think we got some insight into your values there. And so there was an intersection or alignment of, of values Absolutely. and interests there with, uh, with Space Impulse leading to that. Well, very cool. Uh, so the website for New Space Hub is? Uh, NewSpaceHub.co. I want you to say it. <laughs> very, very simple. Yeah. All one word. Uh, NewSpaceHub.co. Right. And you're on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. And I try to support you whenever I can. Absolutely. Like the post. And if folks want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, the best way to do that is uh, uh, through LinkedIn. Uh, they can find me under uh, John Tucker.
uh, LinkedIn, and I'm I'm the one that, that also works at SpaceX. So right, right, <laughs> all right. This uh, has been John Tucker, Senior Mission Integrator Engineer at SpaceX and founder at New Space Hub. Thanks for being here, John. Thank you, Jason. Hey, this is Jason Canigan, the host of the program. Thanks a lot for listening to the Cold Star Project. If you want me to send you new episodes of the Cold Star Project so that you don't have to go hunting around for them or watching YouTube or anything like that, go to this page, coldstartech.com slash MSB. That's short for Make Space Boring, which is what we're all about. And uh, drop in your email address there, and I will be able to do that for you. Make Space Boring is another little show that I run. It's a shorter format, quick interviews, and uh, news of the day, and sometimes an update of who I'm meeting and what I'm learning in the space field. It's on the same Cold Star Tech channel. Speaking of which, on the YouTube channel, I can do something I cannot do on the audio-only version, which is add playlists. And so there may be topic area playlists on the YouTube channel that you would be interested in digging into and going down the rabbit hole and learning uh, more about. For example, space law and policy, space situational awareness, the lunar mining and construction and fun stuff like that. So go check that out. Uh, that is at coldstartech.com play. That's the short link to get there. Anyway, thanks for listening and I look forward to talking to you soon.